In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman, delving around in the archives of the Bugle podcast once more. A classic rivalry reared its ugly head in August 2013. Tensions between Presidents Obama and Putin, remember them, were reaching dangerous heights. This is the top story from issue 244 of the Bugle, entitled Russian Into Battle, with me and John Oliver. Top story this week, Cold War 2. This time, it's chilly. Uh, The US and Russia are fighting again, Andy, and it's great to see such a classic international rivalry at each other's throats once more. It's what scuffle fans around the world have been waiting for. This is the Yankees-Red Sox marquee match of passive aggression. It's the Ross and Rachel relationship of (laughs) will they, won't they destroy each other and the entire planet with their electrifying chemistry. This... This latest psychological snafu has, of course, been brewing up since Edward Snowden, the official Sir Leaks-a-Lot, moved <laughs> into the Moscow airport terminal, checking in with a large amount of diplomatic baggage. Uh, Russia has apparently given him temporary papers, meaning that he can leave the airport, which where I'm sure he'll be free to go wherever he likes, Andy, and that Putin in no way will be watching every time he so much as thinks about blinking. <laughs> Well, as you say, much of everyone's relief, uh, the Cold War is back on yeah. after Barack Obama threw his diplomatic toys out of the presidential pram uh, about uh, about Snowden. And they are once again at each other's throats like two top surgeons in a one-on-one emergency tracheotomy competition. And this has been uh, kind of a result of some, some kind of growing tension at the recent G8 summit. Mm-hmm. Obama and Putin seem to get on like a house after a fire, uh, <laughs> smouldering. Without nearly as much warmth as they used to be, and nothing solid to build on, with everyone having to tread extremely carefully around. Well, that kept working, that analogy, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, I like, that an- I like that analogy at the start of it, because it was stupid. <laughs> then it seemed to work. 
it was stupid, then it seemed to work. That was you know, that's basically been the story of our career, is not it? <laughs> really, uh, that's the story of your career, anyway. <laughs> I'm still on phase eight. <laughs> Uh, all this uh, has led to uh, the US government cancelling its forthcoming meeting uh, between President Obama and Putin in St. Petersburg. And there's only one problem with that, and that is the fact that the president is going to be in St. Petersburg at that time anyway for the G20 summit. That is going to be awkward. Uh, Obama <laughs> may have found the only way to make their next meeting even more tense than the last one. How is he possibly going to negotiate that emotional minefield? Oh, I'm sorry that you could not uh, make our scheduled meeting tomorrow, Mr. Obama. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's just I'm busy doing uh, something else in St. Petersburg. Oh, yeah, it, it's always been a dream of mine to visit the Peterhof Fountains. Uh, you know me. Always been a fan of uh, high-velocity projected water. <laughs> Love it. Can't miss it. Uh, the last time an American president uh, uh, quit a summit with the Russians, of course, is when uh, Ronald Reagan got pissed off with uh, Michael Gorbachev for allowing Sergei Bubka into some arms talks in 1986, and uh, Reagan stormed out with the words, I cannot can concentrate with the guy pole vaulting over my head. I don't care how f***ing good he is. <laughs> um, but... Um, the uh, White House said about the uh, postponement of the summit, uh, we believe it would be more constructive to postpone the summit until we have more results from our shared agenda. To which the translation into plain English is, go f*** yourselves, commies! <laughs> and when it's become more constructive to do nothing and publicly, cre publicly create a diplomatic incident, you know that there is about as much construction going on as there is on a Greek government building site. <laughs> Uh, so the Take that, the Greeks. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Pluses and minuses to this. Uh, on the plus side, it frees up Barack Obama's September. And, you know, it's a great time of year to clean up a shed. Um, and last year, of course, he was busy with the election. So that's, that could, that's probably good news. Uh, on the minus side, uh, it shoves the world closer to a full resumption of Cold War frostilities. Um, on, the, on the plus <laughs> side, it gives both countries more time to see other nations. Maybe America can patch things up with Venezuela and Russia can hammer out some kind of more progressive deal with Syria. On the minor side, the ever-present threat of nuclear annihilation is back. On the plus side, the ever-present threat of nuclear annihilation definitely helped the movie industry. And on the minor side, most importantly, a real dampener on this week's World Athletics Championships. <laughs> oh, it's just such a shame, John, that uh, so many of those athletes are going to be preoccupied by uh, international political tension. just think it could probably knock a tenth of a second off some of their times. But, uh, well, Putin, John, he seems to be uh, loving it. He loves these uh, kind of retro-style Cold yeah. War spats. He's always given the impression, John, of a leader who slightly regrets that he wasn't born 70-odd years earlier and with a massive, unshavable moustache already on his face. <laughs> um, he's always slightly hinted that he, he kind of wished he had slightly more control of who goes where on what railways, how cold the destination <laughs> should be and how long they have to wait to get a return ticket. And I imagine John looking at him and you know his kind of Cold War fetishism. When he was having breakfast as a child, he'd put half a tomato on his plate and waggle his finger above it and say to his mother, "I'm not afraid to press this." Boom. <laughs> There's also a growing number of people calling for the U.S. to boycott the Winter Olympics in Sochi due to the fact that. Uh, Russia's record in gay rights is about as good as its record in non-potato-based alcohol. Uh, <laughs> President Obama was on Jay Leno this week for reasons best known to himself, uh, and he said, 
I think Putin and Russia have a big stake in making sure the Olympics work, and I think they understand that for most of the countries that participate in the Olympics, we wouldn't tolerate gays and lesbians being treated differently. So far, so good, Andy. Then he went on to say, they're athletes, they're there to compete. And if Russia wants to uphold the Olympic spirit, then every judgment should be made on the track or in the swimming pool or on the balance beam, and people's sexual orientation shouldn't have anything to do with it. Just one key problem with that, Andy, and that is, of course, that Russia is hosting the Winter Olympics. <laughs> Not the regular Olympics, which are, of course, always hosted in London and opened every time by the Queen jumping out of a helicopter. That's always been the way it's happened. Uh, the swimming pool in the Winter Olympics, Andy, is frozen solid, and that involves Olympic divers plummeting headfirst into sheet ice before their broken bodies are dragged away by the Norwegian judges. Uh, swimmers, of course, thrash around belly... <laughs> Belly stuck to the ice, <laughs> desperately trying to slide up and down the pool. Although I will say, watching Usain Bolt run 100 metres in three feet of snow sounds profoundly entertaining. <laughs> um, Stephen Fry, the uh, British comedian, has uh, urged yeah. David Cameron to uh, to support moves to sprit, sp uh, strip Russia of the 2014 uh, Winter Olympics. Um, and he urged the IOC president, Jack Rogger, uh, uh -huh. to, quote, take a firm stance on behalf of the shared humanity that the IOC is supposed to represent. And I guess the IOC's response to that would probably be, <laughs> do you f***ing realise how much <laughs> that that firm stance would cost? Look, yeah. can we not use the Olympics to educate people? Just as London 2012 caught, taught Britain that you don't have to be grumpy with everyone all the time. Let Sochi 24 educate Russia. Look at Moscow 1980. All that sport, less than a decade later, the Berlin Wall comes down. Berlin itself, 1936. Less than a decade later, Hitler takes Eva Braun on the world's worst ever honeymoon and Nazi Germany is destroyed. Sarajevo 1984. Who's currently sitting in the Hague saying, no, I didn't? It's not Torvalandine. It's Radovan Karatips. And the list goes on. <laughs> Atlanta 1996. 17 years later, the war in yep. Iraq is over. Sydney 2000. 13 years on still no invasion of New Zealand Rome 1960 Silvio Berlusconi sentenced to jail just 53 years later and Paris 1924 eight years later the baguette is legalised that is the power of the Olympics the power that's, of the Olympics that's the thing Andy everything's going to be fine after this request from Stephen Fry who uh I believe he's officially registered as a national treasure now I think he is technically <laughs> one of the crown jewels uh uh, but uh, yeah, you yeah, can he's, always he's trust crown jewels to such an extent that India are demanding him back. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can always trust the IOC and indeed any major sports body to put morality over business or politics. Andy <laughs> Jack Rogger will always tell you that humanity is more important than money. While frantically waggling the lever <laughs> underneath his desk that opens up a hole in the floor underneath your feet. Um, <laughs> As a, a little background uh, on this story, homosexuality was decriminalised in Russia in 1993. Unfortunately, that was 1993 AD, <laughs> not 1993 BC. So it's a little more recent than is perhaps ideal. Uh, in August of last year, Moscow's top court upheld a ban on gay pride marches in the Russian capital for the next 100 years, meaning that Moscow's gay community has an entire century now to get their floats and costumes ready <laughs> for the next pride march in 2112, which is going to be absolutely f***ing amazing. Uh, and in June of this year, uh, Russia passed a law imposing heavy fines for providing information about homosexuality to people under 18, uh, which is written so broadly 
that it is deeply troubling to almost everyone that reads it. This law has been uh, criticised by Western politicians and human rights groups uh, and has raised concerns that visiting gay athletes uh, and even spectators at the Winter Olympics could face discrimination or maybe even end up in court. Uh, this terrible law has been pushed by men like Yevgeny Mazepin, who is a lawyer and leader of a campaign group called Special Battalion. And he recently said, Andy, I do not know any homosexuals personally, but I've seen them on TV. And I saw them on the 20th of January in the square here in Voroneth. And it's always good, Andy, to listen to someone talking about something they've only seen on TV and in frozen Russian squares. <laughs> because... You know you're dealing with a high level of expertise on that. <laughs> uh, he, he also said, in my opinion, homosexuals do not work, they spend their days in idleness, and they live off strange income from art shows. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, th I think he might be basing his entire belief in this law, Andy, on the fact that he once accidentally watched a biopic of Andy Warhol on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than someone, nothing. It's that's progress. Progress. Is it? I guess. I guess. I guess. I don't think we should boycott the Winter Olympics. I just think we should encourage all our winter athletes, gay, straight, or miscellaneous, to camp it up big time. Spangly <laughs> bobsleds. That's what I want to see. Dressing up like Liberace for the ski jump. That is yes. the only language that Putin and Russia will understand. Thank you for listening to Top Stories. There will be more classic clips coming your way tomorrow. Now do go and listen to the latest issue of The Bugle in your pod feed right now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs>